He's wonderful. He is our counselor. He's our mighty God. He's the everlasting Father, and he's the Prince of Peace. And in him we can trust. We can lean on his everlasting arms. Amen. And he's with us every step of the way. Amen. Father, we exalt you again tonight. We come into your presence with thanksgiving. We come to seek your wisdom. We come to seek your knowledge. We come to seek your directions, O oh God, for our lives tonight. We're so thankful, Lord, for your people tonight. Lord God, I pray for our city. I pray, God, for our councilmen. I pray, God, that you would continue to touch our mayor. I pray, God, that you continue to touch every family in this city and county, O oh God, and surrounding counties, our state, O oh God, that you would reach down that you would touch your people, let your perfect will be done in every circumstance, in every situation, O oh God, around this globe. We continue to give you honor. We continue to, to trust you, God, for the right things, O oh God. We thank you again today, Lord. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be exalted, O oh God. And I thank you again today, Lord, for your unchanging hand, Lord. We're going to hold to your hand, Jesus, I pray, again tonight, oh, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, as I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. He leads me safely through the sinkings, and it is the Christ of Calvary. This would be my prayer, dear Lord, each day to help me do the best I can. For I need thy light to guide me day and night. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Oh, Jesus, hold my hand. Lord, I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy saving power. Hear my feeble plea. Oh, Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I know I meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Well, let me travel in the light divine that I may see the blessed day. <laughs> Keep me that I may be holy, done and sing redemption song someday. I will be a soldier brave and true and ever firmly take a stand. For I need the word go to daily meet the foe. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Oh, Jesus, hold my hand. Lord, I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, 
Protect me by thy saving power here. My feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I know I meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. When I wander through the valley, dim toward the setting of the sun. Let me safely to the land of rest if I a crown of life have won. I have put my faith in thee, dear Lord, that I may reach the golden strands. There's no other friend on whom I can depend. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Well, Jesus, hold my hand. Lord, I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy saving power here, my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I know I meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Hallelujah, God, I praise you, Jesus. God, I ask you to hold my hand. Oh, God, I need thee every hour, Father, through this pilgrim land. Protect me, God. By your saving power, hear my feeble plea, O oh God, look down tonight. Uh, oh God, when we need in prayer, we know we'll meet you there. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we need you. We need you, God, like never before in this land. Uh, oh God, we look to you as the author. We look to you as the finisher of our faith. Uh, oh God, we look to you, Jesus. We look to you, Lord. Uh, we need you, Lord, right now, God. Uh, have mercy upon us, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh God, we need your wisdom. We need your knowledge. We need your direction. We need your guidance, oh God. Uh, only you can make a difference, Jesus. We look to you as the author and the finish of our faith. Uh, oh God, I need more of you tonight. Uh, oh God, I need your spirit. I need your power. <clears throat> I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge, oh God, your counsel, your directions for my life, oh God. Uh, oh God, I will bless the Lord. <laughs> I will ever proclaim the wonderful mercies of God. You are my strength and my shield and my buckler. Holy and righteous one thou art. Oh, God, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask to think. Oh, God, we need you tonight, God. We need you to Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
Well, I really enjoy living for Him. I wouldn't trade it for anything cause I really enjoy living for Him. Well, this feeling inside I just can't hide. And I want the world to know that I really enjoy living for Jesus. Oh, yes, I really enjoy living for Him. I wouldn't trade it for anything cause I really enjoy living for Him. This feeling inside I just can't hide and I want the world to know that I really enjoy living for Jesus. Oh, yes, I really enjoy living for Him. I wouldn't trade it for anything because I really enjoy living for Him. This feeling inside I just can't hide and I want the world to know that I really enjoy living for Jesus. Oh yes, I really enjoy living for Him. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Because I really enjoy living for Him. This feeling inside I just can't hide. And I want the world to know that I really enjoy living for Jesus. Oh, yes. I really enjoy living for Him. I wouldn't trade it for anything because I really enjoy living for Him. This feeling inside I just can't hide. And I want the world to know that I Really enjoy living for Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I really enjoy living for you, God. Lord, I will not trade this for anything, oh God. You have been so good to me, Jesus. You have made ways where there seemed to be no way, God. You brought me out of the dark, miry clay, and you established my goings. You set my feet on a rock, and I am so thankful, God, tonight that I can put my trust in you, Jesus. I don't have to lean to my own understanding, oh God. All I have to do is just call your name. And I know you as close as the mention of your name, Father. And we love you. We praise you. We honor you. And we thank you. 
again tonight, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We exalt you, Lord. <clears throat> Praise God. Amen. You may be seated. We want to Praise God. Amen. It is awesome. Amen. To serve the Lord. Amen. I don't know how I made it the first 30 something years <laughs> without knowing him the way that I know him now. So he's a good guy. Amen. Well, we've been talking about able to handle afflictions. Amen. Been talking about able to handle afflictions. And we know that in this life, every one of us are going to face some trials. We're going to face some troubles. We're going to face some situations and some unfavorable conditions in our lives. Because the Word of God tells us so. Amen. And so knowing that, amen, we, we should be prepared. We should be getting ready. We should have our armor fit and we should be every day pruning and preparing and honing and approving our armor. Amen. Constantly every day. We should make sure that our lawns are girded about with truth. We should make sure that we have on the breastplate uh, of righteousness and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We should make sure that our shield of faith is intact, is, is wet, is watered down. Amen. So it can repel any fire darts that the enemy throws against us. We should have our minds made up with the hope, uh, amen, of salvation and know that we're saved, amen, by the blood and, and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It should be rooted and grounded in our mind that nothing is going to move us, nothing is going to prevent us from serving God. As we just sung that song, I really enjoy living for Him. I wouldn't trade this for anything. You cannot give me enough money, amen. When Moses, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, he came to an age of accountability, he chose to to suffer with the people of God than to endure the pleasures of sin for a season because he had respect uh, unto the recompense of reward, esteeming Christ's greater riches than all the treasures in Israel or Egypt because he was looking for God. He looked for him that was invisible. Moses was being groomed to be the next Pharaoh in Egypt, but somehow God got a hold of his heart, uh, and Moses realized what Egypt was trying to give him could not compare to the things that God had prepared for him. And the Bible lets you and I know that I have not seen, nor ear has heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. So that's why we need to fall in love with Jesus. Amen. And allow him to reveal to us the things that he has for us. So we want our minds to be right. Uh, the Bible tells us that God will keep us in perfect peace, uh, whose mind is stayed upon him. Uh, we want a solid mind. We want a firm mind. We want a mind that's not troubled. We want a, a weary, free mind. And, and the Word of God tells us how to do that and how to live according to that principle and that way. Amen. And we want to have the Word of God in our hearts. Amen. Thy Word, David says, have I hid in thy heart so I will not sin against thee. So you can handle afflictions. 
sad. A lot of times, a lot of people in the church can't handle. They say, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. Amen. But the Bible tells us that the things which are written before was written for our example and our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scripture would have hope. Amen. We've got to study this word. We've got to get this word. Now, we saw last week the Psalms that says, you know, this in Psalms 119, verse 50, he says, This is my comfort and my afflictions. Thy word has quickened me. Amen. So when I'm going through trials, when I'm going through troubles uh, and things in my life, if I've hid the word of God, if I know what God's word says, I'm going to be able to endure. I'm going to be able to handle what's coming my way, no matter what it is. What I have found oftentimes is that usually people react to the uh, the, the uh, trial or the circumstance or the afflictions that come into their lives instead of waiting and studying it out. They react instead of waiting and looking and asking themselves, where is this coming from? Why am I facing this? What's happening? Is this of God or is this of the enemy of my soul? See, you don't want to react to things. That's what's wrong a lot of times in the church uh, and people when they're going through things is they react instead of waiting. <clears throat> As Isaiah says in the 40th chapter, they that wait upon the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Uh, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. See, so we got to learn how to wait of God. Study it out. What, what, is, what is this doing to me? Why can't I handle this trial? Why can't I handle this affliction when God's word tells me there's no temptation taken me, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not have suffered me to be attempted above that which I'm able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape. Amen. Why can't I handle it? If greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, why can't I handle it? Why can't I put up with a little rejection? Why can't I put up with a little persecution? Why can't I put up with a little bit of trial when I already know it's coming after me? See, it's going to come into my life. See, I've got to get the Word of God down in me. The Psalms says in Psalms 3, Lord, how increase are they that trouble me? Many there be which rise up against me. Many there be which saith of my soul, there is no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are the glory and you are the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord in my voice and he heard me out of his holy hills. I lay me down and I slept. I will wait for the Lord sustain me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people which have set themselves around me round about. Arise, O Lord, and save me. For thou hast smitten all my enemies Upon the cheekbone, you've broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belong to you, and your blessings are upon your people. So if God's blessings are upon me, why can't I handle it? What well, Psalms 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is with me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who heals me of all my diseases. 
Redeem my life from destruction. Crown me with love and kindness and tender mercies. Feed me with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. He daily, Psalm 69, 18 says, loadeth me with benefits. Even the God of my salvation. See, so afflictions, you can deal with it. You just got to stand on the word of God. We saw this last week, okay, when we were studying. So we, we've got to stop when they come and, and just look at it. Look at it for what it's worth. Is this something I'm learning? Is this something that I cause? Is this something somebody else's is causing? Don't react to it. See, if you react, then you know what's going to happen? You're going to give the enemy the advantage. See, that's what happens. When Daniel was told that the king had signed a decree, that if anybody prayed to any other god, did he react? Did did, Did he relax? React like everybody else? Oh, Daniel just went by his normal routine. He went, he opened his window as before, and he prayed three times a day, just like he had always done. And when they brought him for the king and stuff, you know, they threw him in the lion's den. Did he panic? No. And the king Darius said to Daniel, he says, your God whom you serve, he'll deliver you. Next morning, real early, the king did, the king fasted all night for him, you know, and prayed. And the king went early the next morning and he got to the gate and said, Daniel, is, is your most high God to live you? And he says, oh, he just set the line, angel shut the lion's mouth and I'm, I'm okay. He didn't react. You know, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What did they say? We're not careful to answer you in that matter, king. Our God whom we serve will deliver us. And if not, still not going to bow. See? Don't react to the things that are going on. See? You know it's coming. Nothing has taken place in this world that isn't already written in this book. Don't react to the foolishness. Don't react to the things that are going on. You know? You say your ground in the Word of God. You stand continually on the Word of God. Amen. We have examples in the Word. You know, in Second Kings 6, when Elijah's servant walked out the next morning and he saw the mountains filled with soldiers, he immediately reacted. He says, last master, what are we going to do? What did Elijah do? He didn't panic. He says, there's more be with us than them. <laughs> he says, God opened his eyes and let him see. Huh? And that's what we've got to get to the point is. Notice what James says in James chapter 1. But my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this that the trine of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have our perfect works, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. 
If any of you like wisdom in what you're facing and what you're going through and what's just happening, he says, ask God. Notice, get in the habit of asking God, God, what, what is this? God, why, where is this coming from? You want wisdom. Say, and allow yourself to understand what is transpiring so you can get through it easier. If you know something is going on, you can get through it. But if you react to it without knowledge and not understanding and not denying, you're going to find yourself working in your own strength to try to figure it out. And you're going to find yourself spinning like a hamster in a cage. You can get through this stuff that you're facing. You know, what What does Peter tell us in the fourth chapter? Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange things happen to you, First Peter 4.12. He says, though some strange things happen to you, he said, but rejoice. And that you're becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, because the spirit and glory of God rest upon you. See, you see, you see, you you've got to learn how to rejoice and stop. You know, if you're being reproached for Christ, get excited. And he goes on, he tells you, he says, now if you're suffering, don't be because you're messing somebody else's business. <laughs> Don't let your afflictions be caused because you mess in talking in somebody else's business, talking about somebody, gossiping about somebody, and then stuff you ain't got no business being involved. Yeah. But if, you, if you're suffering because you're serving God and doing the right thing, then rejoice. Peter says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made unto God. You ever thank God for your afflictions? Most people don't. Most people go to God in prayer. God, please deliver me. God, please get me out of this. God, God, oh God, I can't handle it. Oh God, oh God. God, why me? God. God, God, oh, Lord. Yeah. Why not you just say, hey, God, thank you for the trial. Thank you for the suffering. Thank you for what I'm going through. Uh, you're looking at me strange, but I think Scripture says in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Jesus says in Luke 18, 1, I would that men would pray, not faint. He says, I wish you would pray and not faint. He says, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. See, when you're going through things, as I said earlier, you want wisdom of what you need to do to get through it. Do I need to wait? Do I need to develop a plan? 
Do I need to just let go back off and let God handle it all by himself? What I have found for me a lot of times when I'm going through things is when I go to God in prayer with it, you know, he tells me what I need to do. And then I do that. And usually I get through it. Sometimes he tells me nothing. And when you do that, I know I just need to wait out. Because the Bible says he won't leave me. He won't forsake me. Amen. So we, we, we can get through these things. We can, we can handle it. Amen. If we stop and allow God to work with us. So prayer is essential and very important in our walk with God because we're seeking Him for wisdom. We're seeking Him for knowledge and we're seeking Him for understanding. When Isaiah walked into the court, the Lord sent Isaiah in Isaiah 38. He says, go tell Hezekiah to set your house in order, for you shall not live but die. And Isaiah went and told him. And Hezekiah immediately turned himself to the wall and began to pray and began to seek God. Amen. And he, he talks to God, you know, and then all of a sudden Isaiah's on his way leaving. He just delivered a message, and he's on his way to leave. God says, go back and tell him. I've heard his prayer, and he's not going to die. Matter of fact, I'm giving him 15 more years. You know, Isaiah, go back and tell him. You know, see, we need to pray. We need to talk to God. Amen. That's why Paul told Timothy in Second, First Timothy chapter two, verse one through five. He says, "I exalt first and foremost that supplications, prayer, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all those that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life." Notice here, he says, "I want you to pray for everyone." What I also find for me is when I'm going through things, I don't focus on me. I focus on other people. I pray for other people. You know, you know why I do that? Because the Bible always tells me he already knows what I have need of. So what am I going to waste my time, you know, praying for that? I'm just going to thank him. I just go ahead and thank him in advance for what he's going to do. That's all I do. I, I don't stand there begging, God, deliver me. God, take this away. Don't do this. Don't do that. I don't do that. I just thank him. Thank you that you're going to take care of my situation and circumstance. And I just pray and intercede for everybody else. See? And usually when I get through with everybody else, you know, I feel pretty good. Even though my situation may not ever need to change it, but I know it's going to change. Because he's got to fulfill his promise. So I just learned to wait. That's why I know I can get through these stuff. You can get through this stuff. You know? That's what David says in Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked upon him, and his light in their face was not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord saved them. And out of all of his troubles, 
The angels of the Lord encamped around about them to fear him and deliver him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Respect him. Honor him. For there is no want to them that, what? Honor him. The young lion do lack and suck for hungry, but they that seek the Lord shall want no good thing. Come, you children, and let me teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desire life and what? That he love many days and that he may see good. What does he need to do? Keep his tongue from evil and his lip from speaking God. Let him depart from evil and pursue peace. The eyes of the Lord are where? And his ears are open unto their cry. Verse 16. The face of the Lord is against the them evil to cut them off the remembrance them out of the earth. The righteous cry, the Lord hear it, and deliver them out of all their troubles. Notice, the Lord is nigh to them. That be of a broken heart. And save such as be of a contrite spirit. Many. Oh, it don't say many. <laughs> it's just a few, right? There's <laughs> only a few afflictions coming. <laughs> many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered him out of them all. See, that's why I know you can handle it. God can, he's with you. That's why the, that's why the writer of Hebrews 6 says, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany salvation, though we not speak. For God is not unfaithful to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown unto his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire every one of you do to show the same diligence unto the hope unto the end. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, said, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiply it, I will multiply you. And so after he patiently endured, he received the promise. See? I'm persuaded of better things of you. You can do this. Amen. What is the what is the chapter Hebrews 11? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Japheth, of Samuel, of David, of Samson, and the prophets who through faith subdue kingdoms. Wrath righteousness. Amen. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness was made strong. He goes on and on and on and on and on. They wondered about in sheepskins and goatskins, destituted, tormented, and afflicted. Down almost to the last at the bottom of the chapter there. You know, I think it's around somewhere around verse 32 going on that way. 29, 32. But look, they chose. Amen. 
They went through a whole lot of stuff. That they may obtain a better resurrection. See? You can do this thing. We have exceeding precious promises. So get in the habit of praying, giving God thanks, praising Him, because the Scripture says, Whoso often prays, glorifieth me, and to him that ordered his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. So, so you get in the habit of praying, and then you understand why Paul says, Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we will reap if we faint not. And Jesus says, I want you to pray so you don't faint. So if he tells me I need to do that so I don't give up, so I don't quit, guess what? I need to get in the habit of praying. Great peace have they which love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. Because the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. So get in the habit of counting it all joy. You, you start praising and dancing because you're going through stuff, you'll feel better. You feel better. There's something about the spirit. This is what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 1. You know, he says, Timothy, I, you know, he says, in you is some unfeigned faith that did not start with you. It was first with your grandmother Eunice and your mother's Lord. And I am persuaded that is inside of you also. He says, so what I need you to do, Timothy, is just stir up the gift that is in you. Because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us power, he's given us love, and he's given us a sound mind. And Paul told the church at Thessalonica in chapter 1, verse 5, he says, the gospel did not come in word only. It came with power, it came with the Holy Ghost, and it came with much assurance. See, because the gospel is Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus came, he brought everything we have need of. Because he's God. And so God shows up. God gives you, brings everything with him. Then he says, guess what? He says, I'm going to make a new covenant with you. He says, you know, I had, a long time ago, I had a nomadic covenant with Noah. I had a covenant with Abraham, an Abrahamic covenant. I had a Mosaic covenant. I have a divinity covenant with David. He said, you know what? I'm going to make a covenant with you. He says, so this is going to be the covenant I'm going to make with you. He says, I'm going to write my heart, my laws in your heart and your mind so everybody knows me. <laughs> Whoa. What, what a covenant to know that he takes up residence inside of you. So this is what Paul is trying to get to me. He said, look, just stir up what's in you. See, it's, it's joy unspeakable, Peter said. And it's 
full of glory and the half has not been told. See, so you got all the joy inside of you that came with the Holy Ghost. You got all the peace you're going to get because it came with the Holy Ghost. You got all the goodness and the gentleness and the self-control and the faith you're going to get because it came with the Holy Ghost. So just stir it up. Just start worshiping and praising God when you're going through things. Giving thanks. You're going to feel so much better. He'll get you through it. You'll get yourself through it. One, you'll work it out. You'll realize how good he is. You know, what What did, this, what did we read last week in Psalms 110? Uh, excuse me. Let me find it real quick. Uh Anybody remember what we were, where we were last week? Psalms 100 uh, and 19. I'm getting there. I'm almost to the page. 92. 92 and 93. Psalms 119, 92, 93. Unless the law had been my delight, I should then have perished in my afflictions. I will never forget thy precept, for with them hast thou quickenest me. Notice, unless the law had been my delight, unless the law had not cheered me up and made me excited and made me happy, you know, I'd faint it. You know, when I go through stuff. But see, that's where those promises are. That's why. The, the commandments and the precepts and the statues. See, you got to study that stuff out so you can see what it does for you. If the law of the Lord is perfect and convert the soul, you see, this is why the Lord wants that inward man to always be right. He wants that inward man to be strong. Notice what Paul says in Second Corinthians four, seventeen and 18. Though the outward man perish... Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, is working for us a more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Well, while we look at the things not which are seen, but the things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. See, so they're only light afflictions. You know why they're light? Because you've already been told to take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest to your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burdens are light. Sometimes our afflictions are just to develop our faith. They're there to help us to mature in Christ. Gold has to be tried in the fire. Silver has to go through a process to prove that it's real. You have to go through some things to prove you're a Christian. See, you've got to be tried in the fire. You can do it. You can get through it. You're not the first one to go through what you're going through, believe me. And you won't be the last if the Lord tarries. So you can get through these things here that we're facing. Amen. This is my comfort 
in mine affliction. Thy word has quickened me. How many times do we quote Psalms 91? When are we going to live it? If they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadows of the Almighty, and I will say of the Lord that He's my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I will trust, Surely he will deliver me from the snare, the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover me with his feathers, and under his wing I should trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow by day, nor the pestilence walk in darkness, nor the destructions that wake at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your own eyes shall you be whole and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, even the Most High, thy habitations. There shall no evil befall thee, and these shall the plagues come not thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. Where have you heard that at before? You remember where you heard that at before in the Gospels? As soon as Jesus was tested by Satan, Satan says, if you be the son of God, cast yourself down because it is written. He will give his angels charge over you. See, Satan knows he'll give his angels charge of you. You know that old song of it? I got a God who his angels watches over me. I got a God who put my enemies beneath my feet. I got a God who's with me when I'm sick and when I'm feeling well. I got a God. I got a God. My God never fails. I have a God. You remember that song? You don't remember that? Oh, my. We sing that all the time. See, you've got to realize it's Scripture. It's in the Scriptures. You know, the old forefathers... That's where it all came from. They sung the word of God. That's why you, you read those, sing those songs, there's power in the blood and take the name of Jesus with you everywhere you go. There's most songs in this hymnal. You know, if, if you go out, you go through this thing and you just sing them, you know, that's what they wrote from the Bible back in those days. They made them from the Bible. You know, that's why they were so affected. That's why they were so you know, life-changing when people sung them. It wasn't a 7-Eleven. <laughs> you know, seven words and 11 times through. They sung the songs about Jesus and what God had done for them and how God had brought them through. You know, it, it inspired them no matter what they was going through. You know, I used to ask, you know, be out in the cotton fields in North Carolina you know, and you hear them start singing songs and, you know, out in the middle of the field, you know, because they had been, had taught that the elephant of the name of Jesus gave you strength while you out there in that hot sun and working in the cotton fields and in the tobacco fields and slaves was going through things. They, they were, it was saying gospel songs and they was able to get through, you know, and stuff. You know, and there's one song that says when somebody wanted to be baptized, so the master wouldn't know what they was all doing, they would start saying, Let's go down by the river. Let's go down by the river. 
Meet me down by the river. Oh, meet me down by the river. And people would start coming out of their shacks and the lean-tos where they live, and they'd go down to the river and somebody would be baptized. See? That's how they did it back in those days. They had songs out in the field to, to encourage them that through their afflictions, when they was going through things, they would call on the Lord. They would seek God. They would sing God. They would praise God. They, would, they, they knew. See? So they was able to get through those things, you know, in the Word of God. You can stand on it. It's proven. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Psalms 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord. And what will happen? He'll give you the desires of your heart. Get excited. Get cheerful. You know, don't give up. That's why Paul could say, you know, all the things he went through. He says, none of that moved me. So, so we can't grow weary in well-doing. We are reap if we faint not. So hang in there. Amen. Praise God. Look at, whoa, time is slipping away. Look at Lamentations chapter 3. Go with me to Lamentations chapter 3. Let's start with verse 1 real quick here. Lamentations chapter 3. Start with verse 1. Talking about affliction. Jeremiah who is the author of the book of Lamentation and the book of Jeremiah. And, and some think he might have been also the author of Ezekiel, uh, uh, Ezra. But, you know, but we're, we're, he comes out, he says, I am the man that have seen what? Afflictions by the rod of his wrath. Jeremiah says, you, you want to know something about afflictions? <laughs> he comes down on a stump. And I'll tell you something about afflictions. He says, I'm a man that I've seen it. Uh, God's wrath. He says, I've seen it. He says, he have led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. See, darkness is always associated usually with something bad. That's what, remember last week was reading Job in Job 23, 17. Job says he didn't cut me off from the darkness. You know, Job, Job, when you read Job, there was time Job said, man, I wish I'd have died before I was ever born. You know, that's, that's what Job is saying because he was going through stuff. He was suffering, you know, but Job still says, you know, I, my foot have, have kept his steps. He says, I have not gone back from his word. You know, he says, my foot is hell. There's times that you might want to let go. But Job says, oh, but i, I got to stay solid. I've got to stay fit on the word of God. i got to hold and cling to it. Because Job says, he knows the way that I take. He says, even though I can't find him, even though when I'm looking for him on the left hand and the right hand and to the front and the back and I can't feel him, he says, he's still working. Amen. But he knows the way that I take. Uh, and when I am tried, I shall come forth like gold. Amen. Because he knows. He said, there's hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. He says, though the roots wax old in the earth and though the stock down 
there be dead in the ground. He says, yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. Amen. An old tree will grow again. Me and my daughter-in-law was talking about my, 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 my wall is here. My neighbor's uh, is right next to us. And he, he, uh, used, when I moved in, he had a wood pile there. A lot of oak wood was stacked because they had a fireplace. Well, he got rid of his fireplace, but sometimes the wood pile would fall over and some of the logs would fall between my wall and his wall about this much. And they, he never got it out and eroded. And it sprouted in there between his concrete parking lot and my wall. And so, and as a result, you know, guess what? We got little trees growing up in there. See? And I have to go over and I chop them out and chop them down, but they keep coming back. Because I can't get down in there deep enough to get the roots out. I can just take the top off to try to help control it. You know? And that's what Jobes is saying. There's hope of a tree. Though the roots wax old in the earth, and though the stock be dead in the ground, he says, yet through the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth balls like a plant. The same way with us. We can feel like we're cut completely down. We can feel like there's no hope whatsoever in our circumstances and situation. But what does Jesus say? Oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the waters. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. And that great day, the last day of the feast, Jesus stood and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Holy Ghost, which they that believe on him would receive. Amen. Notice what David says. Blessed is the man. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scorn, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that shall bring forth his fruit and his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You grow. And Jeremiah says in 17, Blessed is the man whose trust is in the Lord, for he shall not see when the heat come, his leaf shall not wither, and he shall be green at all times. Jeremiah 17, I think, 7 through 9. Amen. So notice what Jeremiah is saying here. He says, He have led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Surely against me he has turned. He turned his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin have made me old. He have broken my bones. He have built against me and compassed me with gall and travail. He have set me in dark place, in a dark place, as they that be dead of old. He have hedged me about that I cannot get out. He have made me chain, my chains heavy. And when I cried and shout, he shut out my prayer. 
See, Jeremiah went into captivity. He was led into captivity here. So he, he says, I can tell you what it's about. He goes on and says, also, when I cry and shout, he shut out my prayers. He have enclosed my ways with hoedstone. He have made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret places. He have turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He have made me desolate. He have bent his bow and set me as a mark for his arrow. Jeremiah says, man, I'm a target. Amen. For the arrows that's coming after me. He says, he have caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a desertion to all my people and their songs all the day. He have filled me with bitterness. He have made me drunken with wormwood. He have also broken my teeth with gravid stone. He have covered me with ashes. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope is perish from the Lord. Sound like a man with some afflictions, don't you? Wouldn't you say? But watch this. Remember it. Mine afflictions and my misery, the wormwood and the gall. My soul have them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fell not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Uh, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore would I hope in him. The Lord is good to them that wait on him, to the soul that seek him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Jeremiah said, you want to know about afflictions? I can tell you about it. He said, but I want you to know God's mercies does not fail. They are new every morning. He's faithful. God cannot go against his promise. Amen. Jeremiah went through everything he said he would go through. He was in chains. He was in prison. He was in a dungeon. He was on bread and water. Amen. He thought he was going to die. Matter of fact, you read Jeremiah, he was put in the cave. And if the priest didn't intercede for him, he'd have died in that cave. They went to the king and said, if you don't get him out, he's going to die in there. And they was able to pull him up by some old rags to pull him out of there. So Jeremiah says, you want to know about afflictions? I can tell you about it. But he says, and I still have it all in remembrance of what I went through. And he says, and I realize here that it is of the Lord's mercy. That we're not consumed because his compassions fell not. They are new every morning. That's why David says when you finish Psalm 23, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord 
forever. Amen. We've got an example of how to get through afflictions. Amen. Just remember what you're going through and you wait on God. He'll get you through it. You need a testimony. Amen. Of what God can do so that you can stand and and be able to share with your family and share with the church and share with others what God can do and what God has done. Amen. Maybe you've already gone through some afflictions. Guess what? If you've gone through one, he'll take you and brought you out, he'll bring you out of the next one as well. So you can trust him. You can hold to him. Amen. That's why Job says, he knows the way I'll take. Amen. Job said, oh, I wish I knew where I could find him. Yeah. But guess what? He got a chance. God appeared to him and says, Job, want to talk to me? Okay, Job, gird up your lawns like a man. Let's talk a little bit. Where were you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the earth? When I set the cosmos in place? Where were you, Job? You know? Job says, ah, you know what? I've heard of you with the hearing of the ear, but now I see you with my eyes. (laughs) Amen. God will come. That's why the writer of Hebrews 10 says, Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come, will come and will not tarry. Watch this. The just must live by faith. Did you know that passage of Scripture that saying appeared four times in Scripture, Habakkuk 2, 4. Romans, I think, is either 11, 3, somewhere in there. Galatians 3, 11, and Hebrews 10, 38. Four times. And my Bible says, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So if the justice got to live by faith, you can make it. You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. You've got what it takes to win. And I know that you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. Just as long as you and Jesus stay friends, you're going to make it. I know that you're going to make it. You've got what it takes to win. And I know that you're, you're gonna make it. I know that you're, you're gonna make it just as long as you and Jesus stay friends. Amen. You're gonna make it. Amen. Just stay friends with God. Amen. Praise God. And you're going to make it. He'll get you through it. Praise God. Father, I love you. Again, I thank you tonight for your word, God, of encouragement and strength to our hearts and our minds. 
And, Father, we do look for you in every situation, every circumstance, to order our steps as your word tell us that the steps of a good man and a good woman is order of the Lord. We truly appreciate you. Thank you for your people, God. Bless them in every place of their lives. Give them the strength and encouragement and directions that they need until we come together again. Lord, we thank you. We're asking you to bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. I'll get prayers, 9 o'clock, discipleship.